This episode of Explicit Answers is brought to you by DrawYouAPicture.com, where you can get just about anything drawn for pretty darn cheap, and GoDaddy.com, where you can use the code PODNAME121 to save money on your next domain name. The world needs answers. We can help. Explicit Answers. Welcome to Explicit Answers, Episode 14, brought to you the week of January 18th, 2011. I'm James. And I'm Jen. And we're here to answer your questions. Yes, we are. Exactly. Uh, This is the first show of the new year for us. Wow. It's a little late in January to be talking about New Year's, but... uh, how how uh it's just taken us a while to get back in the swing of things, hasn't it? It has. How 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 is how is your swinging going now? What does that mean? I don't know. Oh, okay. I mean, are you you feel like you're back in in? Yeah, we're back to our normal routine. Our schedules. Mm-hmm. Lining up. That's right. That's excellent. Um, now that we've got our first year in Florida under our belts, how does that feel for you? It's pretty good. I feel like we're not strangers anymore. Mm-hmm. To everybody around us, we know the routine of of uh, my job mm-hmm. that affects both of us pretty much. I know how to get to Walmart, Target. Actually, we don't go to Walmart, but yeah, um, yeah, it's uh, we know our way around. The, the city doesn't freak us out anymore. It's hard to believe it's been a year. Yeah, it has. Uh, I remember when we first came here to St. Petersburg, Florida. Everything felt very um, random. Mm-hmm. Like the way the city's laid out, and the it felt claustrophobic because there was no highway travel. You're you're just street to street, you know. Yeah, and the streets are very packed together because there's not a lot of land to live on. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's built out. It, we're not on an island, but if you look at us on uh, Google Maps, we're definitely a peninsula mm-hmm. um, that that you know is all, all but short of an island. Yeah, you know. Um, and it's built out. It's been built out for a while. Since about 1950. <laughs> yeah. So every now and then I'll, I'll see somebody post something retro on online that they found. You know, oh, look at this old Publix or this old sign. And I'm like, dude, come down here. Everything looks like that and it's not very cool. Our house looks like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's one of the new ones. Oh, yeah. 1978. It's, uh, Woo-hoo. it's brand new. So what does uh, 2011 look like to you? Um, I hadn't really thought about that. Really? Yeah. Her, I don't know. It's her job. I don't I don't really do like the resolution thing. Well, I've had one resolution and it was to not put people on the spot with weird questions, but Wow, you I just have broke failed. it. <laughs> <laughs> I failed already. That was such a great resolution, dude. That's something you always have a problem with. What kind with. of question is that to ask somebody that with, with no prep? What do you think about the future? About the whole year, 2011. I don't, even, I don't even know what I'm doing the next hour. I don't even know what I'm eating for breakfast tomorrow. Yeah. You want me to map out my year? I just want to survive. Thanks. Well, based, you know, you kind of logically or whatever, you, you, you find yourself going back a year and saying, okay, where were we versus where we are now? Can we kind of expect to be that far ahead, you know, in the future? And uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'd be happy. I'll tell you, at home, I would love to see a little bit of home improvement done this year. Mm-hmm. You know, we haven't been in the house a year. No, only about six months. But we're finally starting to feel like life is getting normal enough to where we're starting to look at the house. Because we, 
we moved in and didn't have to make many changes. Uh, but but for instance, my office, my man cave. What color is it, Jen? <laughs> it's a lovely shade of pink. Yeah, yeah, it which is. Doesn't really go with the man cave. No, but it don't. Yeah, it don't. <laughs> Luckily, on webcam, when I'm doing the shows live, it's light enough to where it looks like mauve. Or oh. even white. <laughs> mauve is so lovely. Oh, I, I meant for an off-white. If mauve is not an off-white... No, you then... meant taupe. Oh, okay. Mauve is the color of our kitchen. Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of colors, there's another one. But, but oh. you know, we've got a tiny bathroom. It'd be cool to remodel it. We've got ideas. Uh, you know, our front our front uh, sidewalk is all cracked, and, and it's kind of multimedia there's mm-hmm. some concrete going on. There's a little bit of scraped off tile going on. There's some slippy dippy bathroom tile <laughs> yeah, going on. Is. Jenna did a split walking out of the front door I know, this it morning. It's very slippery when it's wet. So, you know, they're just, it's just the curse of an old house. Yeah. And, you know. But as far as old houses go, ours is less cursed than a lot of them. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. On a, on a scale from one to 10, how cursed is our house exactly? <laughs> our house is cursed at about I, didn't, a, I didn't mean for that to become a topic, but I, I would give it, it like a six because of the cursed kitchen. <laughs> that gives it more I don't cursed call it a kitchen. Should. It's a galley kitchen. If you're not familiar with that, it's, it's a based, hallway. That's what I call it the hallway. It's but the it's, kitchen hall. It's not the just the skinniness, it's the colors. Yeah, it's garish. It's I, I don't know that I've ever used that phrase or word, mm. but it is garish. It is. The, the cool part, folks, is not only is the color of the countertop this this pinky, purpley, mauvey, whatever, um, in, ingrained in the cabinetry, there's mm-hmm. little pinstripes going on, yes. <laughs> engraved pinstripes that, that carry that color oh, yeah. throughout. And the handles. handles Don't too. forget the handles. And what's sad is it's very well-built oh, cabinets. Man. Dude, they're, they're, they were built and on site. They are expensive old-school plywood, not the cheap stuff. And there's tons of them. I mean, that's really nice. And our countertops really are not in bad shape for being 30 right. years old. They're, they are just, um, you know, they look like they've been painted 30 times. You know that that fat paint look, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, they they uh, they're not adjustable. You can't fit a box of cereal anywhere but over the stinking stove. Yeah, and uh, it's time. It needs to be redone. It does, but so if you want to send your donations to no uh, <laughs> at work though, I would love to say you know I'd just like to have I'd like to reach out. You know, the first year was just about getting to know my job. And I'd love to expand and do some stuff. We're going to be doing some big stuff for Halloween. You know, I'd love to just think past the normal day-to-day stuff and start doing more and more. I mean, we're doing that already. We built a big set. I'm working upstairs, redoing the Juniorville room. Um, you know, we're going to have some transition with some people leaving and coming back in. Uh, you know, or people leaving, and I'm by faith. I'm saying I hope people coming, will be coming, coming in and coming it's, back so. in. Yeah, but uh, you know, it's it's good. It is nice, like now that now that we've had a year at the church, it, it feels like we've gotten through the hard part, and now we can finally get some uh, momentum going. Mm-hmm. I guess get to doing stuff we wanted to do when we first got there, but it's just impossible to get a lot done at first. Well, it, you don't want to make too many changes because mm-hmm. just you showing up on the premises is change enough for most people. You got to get to know everybody, um, and you got to get to know your job. You know, it's it's entirely possible, and there's a style of worker out there that will reach past what they're supposed to do to doing things that are beyond the scope of their job, and they'll get addicted to doing events and and uh, special things mm-hmm. and forget the day to day. 
Yeah. And some of the day-to-day, for instance, is running a report every Monday of first-time visitors and sending them a card that says, thank you for coming. Part of the day-to-day is counting the offering and submitting it. But you can get so hyped up on big stuff that mm-hmm. you forget to care for the people that come in and out your doors. But if you're not a pastor, you can't relate. Nope. And so, I'm not a pastor, so let's move on. Yeah. Um, so what does 2011 look like to you? Well, it looks like a year of prosperity. Awesome. That sounds great. Hey, you know, uh, just a few things before we get to our questions. I just want to tell you about some of the other podcasts that uh, that we do. Um, Explicit Answers is actually part of a network called the Nobody's Listening Network at NLCast.com. And uh, there's about eight different shows that you can choose from. But the one I really want to focus your attention on is called Podcast Kid. It's, um, it's a show I do with my daughter, Jenna. And uh, it is for children, but a lot of folks enjoy it who aren't kids. There's college kids that listen, high school kids that listen, uh, middle school kids, and then preschool kids. But it's primarily focused on kids 3 to 8, 3 to 10. Um, It's a weekly show. It's a lot of fun. There's always a moral and uh, values and things like that without being preachy. And it's straight from Jenna's own personal views on things. And uh, it's a lot of fun. You can check it out at podcastkid.com or look it up in iTunes. And check out all the shows, uh, including uh, this one, at nlcast.com. I also want to tell you about a blog that I started at the beginning of the year. Um, We're in today. Tomorrow will be 39 days that I've been doing this on a daily basis. Wow. Over a month. Uh, It's called you'remockingmearentyou.com. And that is one of my favorite lines from the character Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story 1, 2, and 3. Uh, specifically the first movie. It is a uh, an experiment of sorts. I'm trying to put out one piece of original Buzz Lightyear artwork per day for a year. Wow. Yeah, 365 different pieces of artwork, and I've been doing it so far. You're going to so. be hating life at about 180. Well, it's an experiment <laughs> in, in that, you know, in an exercise, it's forcing me to be creative every day, um, and it's stretching. Like I told you the other day, I'm not stretching yet. I still got lots of great ideas. I'm drawing mm-hmm. them up, putting them out. I said, eventually this is going to get hard, though. Yeah. And I'm going to be like, can I turn toothpicks into buzz? <laughs> can you change your face into buzz? <laughs> but- Homeless man, stand around like buzz. <laughs> Dress your kid up yeah. like buzz. <laughs> hey, doggy. <laughs> Use the dog costume you've got. I'm going to paint you green. <laughs> So I don't know, but check it out. You're mocking me, aren't you? dot com every single day for a brand new piece of artwork. I've done a steampunk buzz. I've done a, a, a an anime buzz. I've done montage or mountain montage buzz. Um, I've made made buzzes in video games, and I even made a spreadsheet buzz that I'm mm-hmm. going to be unveiling next week. Probably um, my personal favorite. Got a zombie buzz coming on Friday. Um, so yeah, lots of different buzzes and every now and then I throw a wallpaper in there that you could use on your screen. So all right, check it out. You're mocking me, aren't you.com. So there you go. Let's get into our questions and answers. Hey, explicit answers. This is from my G G G G Anna, Jenna. I don't know. Sorry about your name. Uh, or the fact that I can't say it rather. Uh, I have a question for you. About a year ago, I broke ties with one friend I had because uh, she was very contradictory. She always had to make sure everyone in the room knew she was the best in the room. She knows more. She outdoes everybody. Mm-hmm. Don't you love people like that? Yeah, they're so fun. Um, now I've been now I've been put in a position where I have to make contact with her on a regular basis. 
she fell on me and we've merged. <laughs> no. Her position in life and personality has not changed in the least, and I try my best to avoid speaking to her. It's becoming very straining on me and has even started to pull my personality down a little bit. I'm sure she means her mood and just the way she acts around her, not, mm-hmm. her, not her personality. Uh, I'm wondering if I should confront her about her overall negativity or if I should just grin and bear it. Any suggestions? Well, my suggestion would be that, you know, you can confront her if you want, but it's not going to do anything. Yeah, that's what I think. When people are just like that, I don't know. You can't change anybody. No. I mean, it it might make her upset and she might leave you alone, but. No, really the only thing that you got to gain is more anger. Yeah, because then- right now it's innocent for all it is. You know, mm-hmm. she's just that's just her personality. That's the way she is. She's not trying to be mean. She probably doesn't even know. Uh, she's very comfortable in it. She gets off on it apparently. And uh, you think you got it bad now? Go ahead and tick her off. Yeah, that's true. Then she'll be mean and she'll be like that. Yeah. And it'll be uncomfortable for you every time you see her. Yeah. You know, not just annoying. Uh, you know, we want to confront people because we want to stand up for ourselves. We feel like everything they do is a personal attack against us. They're in our space. They're trying to outdo us. We really want to get we, – we get a high off the idea of telling them off. But immediately after that high, you're like, you know, then you have to hear the response. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change them. They don't have this awakening moment where they'll just shut up and listen to you. Um, they defend themselves. They are offended. They're shocked that anybody would find a problem with anything they've said. They're defensive. They're uh, denial. They deny it, and uh, you've just complicated your situation. So, in my opinion, there's nothing to gain from that. Now, on your end, the one person you can control is you. And, uh, you know, I believe that we get these people in our lives to help us, you know, to help us, believe it or not. Um, they, they are people that can help to shape your character and you've mentioned that they're pulling you down and that's a shame. That's a shame. That's on you though. That is not their fault. That's you. Just like, you know, you're fighting with your husband or your wife and, oh, well, you made me mad. Nobody can make you mad. You choose to get mad. And you're choosing to allow this person to drag you down. Now, granted, they're a pain. They're irritating. I've been, oh, man, I've got coworkers. I've had coworkers, rather, that drive me up the wall. Mm -hmm. And I have confronted them and I have paid the price. So this is not just stupidity talking. I'm telling you, keep your mouth shut. It is not worth it. You are going to get so hot one day and so angry and you're going to want to spout off. Don't do it. You will be so glad that you didn't. The trick is, I mean, if you find yourself in this situation where you have to work with them, maybe there's so, something you can do. Talk to your boss. Um, yeah, that's another thing I was going to say is, is there any way to minimize this contact? Yeah. I mean, if it's just causing these kind of problems, it's there. Yeah. Cause there's not really enough information for us to yeah, really yeah, we don't that. know the situation, but, but but most of the time, I mean, unless you know they've married into your family or something, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Not not that uh, in laws are always the most fun people to deal with either, but yeah, you know, take it take it as a challenge of getting along with difficult people because it won't be the last time you've dealt with difficult people in your life. Right. So yeah, and I, I don't know why I'm assuming it's a work thing, but I guess I guess because the the phrase position and. And, yeah, it uh, did sound like that. Yeah. But uh, 
from a Christian perspective, the Bible is very clear that we pray for people that abuse us and uh, despitefully use us. And there is a benefit to that um, because it helps you. Well, first of all, if you pray for your enemies and they get better, guess who it helps? Doesn't just help them. Helps you. Helps you. Absolutely. Because <laughs> they're better to deal with. <laughs> so, you know, why does this person do this? Because they're broken. Somehow or another, they're broke. They they get off on putting other people down. That's the only way they can feel better about themselves. And so if you pray for them, um, God may do something in their life if they're allowed to, and uh, your situation will improve. Um, in the meantime, from a, another Christian perspective, is that God puts these kind of people in our lives or allows them to be there to, to test us and to test our character. And so pray that God will give you the strength, the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control um, so that you can deal with these things. Um, be humble and uh, you know put her needs above your own. And um, that way you won't be shocked and appalled when she is more than happy to, to put herself above you. <laughs> you. Um, go ahead and walk in the day assuming everybody in the room is better than you. Um, and that, But that God will p- take up the slack. Okay? So there you go. Uh, Blaine says, hey, James and Jen, I'm currently in college for a job that will require me to move far away from my present location once I'm finished with school. My fiancé of two years, we've been together two years, not engaged, um, have, ma- have a marriage planned, but we just don't currently have the means to do so. Now, I already know your stance on living together pre-marriage. But I don't think it would make sense for us to have to move far away. I'm talking way up in northern Canada, yet have two separate places to live, let alone afford it. Um, All I do know is that we love each other very much, and we know that we want to spend the rest of our lives together. Do the formalities of marriage really make a difference? At this point, I'm not even sure what I'm asking specifically, just asking your take on my situation. Thanks for your help. James and Jen, I look forward to your, your advice, and I'm expecting some answers that are hard to swallow. Hope uh, you had a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, Blaine. Um, can I take it just to go? Um, you're saying the wrong thing when you say, are the formalities of marriage important? Mm. What you really need to say is, is, a, is a big, lavish, expensive wedding important? Mm-hmm. Because you, you and your fiancé can go get married at any time at the courthouse, and and go through the formalities of marriage. Right. And if you're if you're not willing and wanting to do that and you're using the idea that we don't have the money for a wedding as an excuse, then you're not ready to get married. Mm-hmm. And living together isn't going to solve that or help that or, you know, fix that problem, I guess. Go ahead. You seem like you have some stuff to say. Well, no, I he I have the benefit of having read it before, so, oh. you know, you're you're right on. I I, I do struggle with the phrase, the concept of the phrase, the sentence, the formalities of of of. Uh, oh, what, let me let me find it because I want to say it exactly the way. He oh, said was it. I misunderstanding? No, no, no. The do the formalities of marriage really make a difference? And I, you know, he did say marriage, not wedding. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think what he meant, and and you may be right on, but the way I interpreted it was, is it really that important to be married? Can't we just live together? Yeah, that's that's what I got yeah. out of it too. And maybe he was talking about the whole thing the the mar- the wedding, yeah, the f- inviting the family, all that. Because he drama. led with we don't have enough money to right. get married. Right. Okay. So I'm just going to assume he means all of it. 
all of it. He, 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 and I can also assume that we hold a different set of values than him um, because he's, he knows our view on it. Mm-hmm. So therefore, he, he's put himself on the other side of the aisle. He, but, but he's also said, I want the hard answer. Mm-hmm. So um, I, that with that, all of that understanding, um, that's, that's how I'm going to approach this. Uh, first of all, I would, I would just put a little spin on what Jen says. If you can't afford to get married, um, then, then yeah, that's fine. But I still, I'm not a justice of the peace fan. And here's why there's the legal side of getting of, of a marriage. And then there's the spiritual side of a marriage. And, and here's my take on it. God created you, Blaine. He created your, your potential spouse. Um, and believe it or not, he's had a hand in, in helping you find each other. Everything good in your life has been provided by him. And he has a plan for you. Even if you haven't accepted Christ, even if you don't believe in God, none of that matters to a certain extent because he created us and he has a plan for us. Um, now, I, you know, I do believe if you, if you make you make your own decisions and God really has little to work with when we when we move away from him. But what I'm what I'm trying to build in here is that I believe that marriage is not just before a judge and not just between two people. It is not a joining of just two hearts. It's a joining of three because you stand before God and you make a vow. And every marriage, every wedding I've been to, maybe it's just my crazy wild imagination, my creativity, whatever it is. But when I hear people say those vows to each other, I almost hear, Something, it's almost like a, a prison, it's a terrible analogy, but something heavy and metal clasping together. <laughs> Some, you know, a prison door sound. You know, I hate uh-huh. that analogy because it's like, but something is being stamped. Maybe it's something like the Ford, the Ford Tough logo where it drops down on the concrete and it smashes. Uh-huh. It's, something's being stamped into something um, permanently in heaven. That's just kind of what I understand that this is huge. That vows are hardcore and they're scary because you just made a vow not only to your family, not just to your spouse, but to the creator of the universe. And you better, by God, have meant it. I think the effects of divorce and remarriage and the drama that it causes, the crap that my wife and I have had to go through because of our parents' decision, prove that you better get married to the right person. And keep it that way because divorce and junk is dra- is jacked up. Okay, so basically, just really want to say that I struggle with the phrase formalities of marriage because marriage is it's not a formality, it's not trivial, it's huge, and the view we men have of it it may seem a little trivial, but the female perspective, the typical female perspective. Is much much different, and the question I was ask you would ask you is she is she worth that? Is she worth the drama? Is she worth? I'm not talking about money. I'm not talking about a big old thing. I'm talking about you standing before God with with a priest or a pastor and making a vow to God on and to her, looking in her eyes, looking into the future, living your life together, making children together, uh, dedicating the rest of your days 
to serving her and pleasing her and, um, and, 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 and making her feel like the luckiest woman on the earth, is she worth that? The answer to that better be yes. When you live together and when you pretend to be married, you lose all that. You lose the coolness. You lose the – you just do. Yeah, and you, and you get some of the crap of, you know. Well, you get all the drama of being married yeah. without any of the benefits. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I don't know their situation, but speaking from the female perspective, I think, you know, we get these ideas as – as girls in our head that, that we deserve this, you know, $20,000 wedding or, right. you know, this, this huge thing. And if, you know, and so I've heard people say that before too, if I can't have that, then I'm not, you know, we're just not going to get married right now. Or, and I don't know if that's the case, but, um, you know, there, there's nothing out there that says you have to spend Mm-mm. a million, you know, and like you said, you can still get married in a church. You can still get married. You know, I think yep. the big important part of that is, you know, don't, don't, by doing just the piece, you you lose you kick your family out of right. the process. And but you can have a small ceremony. You can and, and do it right. Do it before God. Be legit. But even before, even let's pretend God doesn't exist for a little bit, just for a minute. Of course, there's no point. But but just pretend. I still think as as a wife, if I was a wife, I would want a man that would be willing to commit his life to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, you just eventually feel like you're being used. So my honest advice would be if you guys love each other, you've been together, you've been together for a while, you're, you're engaged, da-da-da, go ahead and do a ceremony with your family. Uh, don't, you know, don't spend a ton of money. Your family may not be able to help much, but if they can, you know, put a little bit, throw the pastor 50 bucks, you know, and uh, get some pictures taken. And if you want to do something fancy later on, fine. But you know what's the truth? The only thing that really lasts about a big old lavish ceremony is photographs. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be embarrassed of them because they're going to be out of style in five <laughs> years. Are. No, it's true. And I've, I've seen, you know. We were so chunky. <laughs> well, and your hair was so big. And, so, oh, the colors. Everything's out of style. So but, yeah. seriously, take a good picture. You know, you can yeah. even, oh. But I would just really urge you to, if you're going to do this, do it right. Do it right. You know? And if it's not the right time, you know, be separate for a time if you have to be. It doesn't make a lot of sense for you guys to move up there and live in separate houses. I I see that, you know? But I also see the other side, and I'm thinking more than just the situation, more than just the right now. Marriage is a lifetime, and you need to do it right. You ought to do it right. Just makes sense. So, and the so the formalities do make a difference because they're not formalities; they're not trivial. They're huge, they're big deals. So, um, you know, if you can't wait, I, I and see, I'm just a maybe a principal person. Do I want to look back when I'm having a struggle with my wife and say, you know what, I only married her because we had to, mm-hmm. because we didn't, you know, I only I married her in a rush because I because of a job. Yeah, I, I married her because I didn't want to be away. I didn't want to lose her. Maybe I should have lost her. You know, there are all these doubts and questions and things mm-hmm. come in your mind, and she's going to feel the same way. But how much better is it going to be? Is I married her because I loved her. I, I don't want to lose her. I, I wanted to be with her forever. I made that commitment, but before the job, and I would have done it either way. 
So I don't know. Well, and they have it said in the thing they've been together two years, yeah. so they're at the point where, yeah, if, yeah, they're, if they're not if they're not really wanting to get married, if if the, you know that's not the commitment they want to make, then it's probably time to call it quits. True that. So, Blaine, right. put a ring on her finger, marry the girl. Yeah, you'll regret it otherwise. Yep. All right, here we go. Um, that was our last question. We do have some uh, emails though. Uh, okay. Dear James and Jen, this is from Anonymous. Hi, I just wanted to let you know how important you are to me. Listening to your podcast, all of them, but especially the old Geek Loves Nerd and the new Explicit Answers, has really helped me realize where I am in life and where I want to be. You have inspired me to do a lot of things I normally would have never dared to try. And your podcast has been there to offer me help whenever I lost step with who I want to be. I'm young now, but someday I know I want to grow up and have a good life. Something I had given up on ever having. I admire both of you greatly, and I just wanted to let you know what a big difference you've made. You've been my biggest role models for the last few years, you, and changed me more than I could imagine a podcast could. Dang. Wow. I'm already volunteering and taking classes to pursue a career you helped me fully realize I want to pursue, that of a children's pastor. Dang. Thank you for everything you've done. Please don't stop inspiring the world with your work. You are some of the most amazing people I've ever had the pleasure of knowing. It's hard to read this. <laughs> Especially when, uh, when you don't agree. <laughs> we are not does, the most amazing he people. He doesn't really know us. That's a thing. <laughs> uh, even if it's just through a podcast, uh, Jen and James, I'm not lying as I say this. The world would be just a little grayer without you. I'm forever indebted. Anonymous. Hardcore. It is. Um. Thanks. What do you say to something like that? Thanks cheapens it, honestly. Uh, hey, hey, James, God bless you. I have a strange request. I understand if you can't grant it, but I was wondering if you still had the lyrics or a recording of the song that you referenced on Nobody's Listening that you sang to your wife at the wedding. I just found um, your description of it inspiring, and that's the reason I asked. Jen and James, thank you for bringing the truth of the gospel to the world. Uh Tre- Trevia, Trevia, somebody. I uh, I do have the lyrics to that song, and um, I don't know that we've ever mentioned it on this show, but I did write a song for Jen for a wedding and sang it for her, and she didn't cry, which was my goal. For me to cry or not to cry? To, to cry. I wanted you to cry, uh, and you didn't. I tried so hard not to. Yeah, you looked angry. I uh, did. All the I've pictures. seen the picture. And uh, I, I should probably record it. You sing should. it and put it up somewhere. Because you're going to forget it one day. I've already forgotten the meaning <laughs> of it. I already regret it. It's only been 15 years. That's right. You can fix it right now. giving your life to me? Yeah. It, it, what he's talking about, if we haven't mentioned it, is um, and, and and this maybe I should send it to Blaine. <laughs> but um, the the whole point was um, something to the effect of you know. You've that I'm not number one in Jen's life. I'm number two. That there's already a man in her life, and that's that's Jesus Christ. And so there's this concept of uh, that that you've given your life to Him, but you've, you're sharing it with me. And in the song, I just thank God for um, you know sharing. You know, she's given Him her heart, and then He gave it to me, and that's huge. And that's the kind of stuff that that I um, that I can't let go of when I hear people. Um, wonder 
and just question innocently almost is is marriage worth it and the, and the sad, let, let me go back to that a little bit the, the problem in America is we've seen marriage abused so badly and we associate the the again the formalities of marriage with the crap that we've seen mm-hmm. and we blame that well these people did it right and it turned out so wrong and it's true. It's not an automatic, hey, everything's going to be perfect if you do everything the right way, the traditional way, the formal way. It's not an automatic thing. Um, but it does set you up to win. And there's it, there's a there, – the, the, the sad truth is um, people don't do it right. People do abuse things. People do get things out of order and they do fall for the wrong people and they do – think they can fix somebody and you know they don't date long enough or they date too long and give up and give in and and a hundred different things but here's the deal none of that matters at the end of the day it's you and her and god that's it mm-hmm. and with jen and i we dated until we knew we were meant for each other and we stayed married until before you know and didn't have kids right away until we knew we could stay married and make it work and then we had a kid, and we're still seeing if we want to keep it. <laughs> the second one or the first it, one? It is six. <laughs> I don't think it's going to go away. I don't think so. <laughs> keep spraying for them. But. I was thinking the extra one, the second no, one. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still looking at the first one. <laughs> Yeah. It is six. <laughs> it's six years old. It thinks it lives here. <laughs> yes, we we have a little area for it. It thinks we're its parents. <laughs> it loves us, it says, but I don't know. It talks a lot. Too. It loves us until dinner time. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I don't know. Just you know, follow the advice you'd give your kids if they were asking you. Yeah, that's true. There you go. It's always a rough one. You're like, oh crap. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's funny the things we'll allow ourselves to do that we'd never ever let anybody else do. Anyway, uh, guys, that, that's our show. Uh, it's time for us to get out of here and go away. Thank you for listening. What happened? You scared me. That music scared me. <laughs> it's alien autopsy. Music. I know, but I didn't expect it. I'm sorry. Ask your own questions at explicitanswers.com. Ask my wife why she's so dang. <laughs> Hyped up, yeah. <laughs> and she's, Sorry. We have a name for her around here. It's called Spaz. She's kind of No, spaz. that's not a we name. That's your name, and it's not nice. Um, uh, Jen said, Jenna said you call me a dork, though, sometimes. I do. I call you a dork a lot. <laughs> and it's true. Uh, explicitanswers at gmail.com is our email address. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Twitter.com slash NLCast. Facebook.com slash NLCast. Leave us a review on iTunes if that's how you found us, and tell a friend if you haven't. And or you can call us at 2095 NLCast. Till next time, uh, we'll see you. Good luck. God bless. Peace out. Bye. Bye bye. Hi, my name is Mike, and I'm in my fifth year of marriage. And I'm Robert. I'm in my 13th year of marriage. We're the hosts of the Super Secret Podcast for Young Husbands. Our goal is to help you not suck as a husband. We discuss things like putting her first or gift ideas. Getting used to living together or dealing with finances. Or date nights and making time for yourself. Overall, we just learn from each other about what it means to be a good husband. So check us out at thesecretcast.com. Or the Super Secret Podcast for Young Husbands on iTunes.